Welcome to another edition of Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. Today we'll be reading from Genesis chapter 24. Actually, we're going to divide this chapter right in two. It falls that way. We're going to be reading the first 33 verses today, and then tomorrow we'll be reading verses 34 through 66. So this is quite the long chapter, and it concerns the story of Isaac Abraham sending his servant to go find a bride for Isaac, going back to Padam Haran, where Abraham had come before God had called him to come into Canaan. And so he's sending his servant to go back to his family, and from his family he is going to find a bride for Isaac. So let's go ahead and read, beginning in Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. Abraham was now very old, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. He said to the senior servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had, Put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I am living." But will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant asked him, What if the woman is unwilling to come back with me to this land? Shall I then take your son back to the country you came from? Make sure that you do not take my son back there, Abraham said. The Lord, the God of heaven, who brought me out of my father's household and my native land, and who spoke to me and promised me on oath, saying, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angel before you, so that you can get a wife for my son from there. If the woman is unwilling to come back with you, then you will be released from this oath of mine. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of his master Abraham, and swore an oath to him concerning this matter. Then the servant left, taking with him ten of his master's camels loaded with all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for Aram Naharim and made his way to the town of Nahor. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside the town. It was toward evening, the time the women go out to draw water. Then he prayed, Lord, God of my master Abraham, make me successful today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside this spring, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I say to a young woman, Please let down your jar, that I may have a drink, and she says, Drink, and I'll water your camels too, let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished praying, Rebekah came out with her jar on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The woman was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever slept with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered the jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels, too, until they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water, and drew enough for all his camels. 
Without saying a word, the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the Lord had made his journey successful. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took out a gold nose ring weighing a becca and two gold bracelets weighing ten shekels. Then he asked, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She answered him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son that Milcah bore to Nahor. And she added, We have plenty of straw and fodder, as well as room for you to spend the night. Then the man bowed down and worshipped the Lord, saying, Praise be to the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. The young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Now Rebekah had a brother named Laban, and he hurried out to the man at the spring. As soon as he had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arms, and had heard Rebekah tell what the man said to her, he went out to the man and found him standing by the camels near the spring. Come, you who are blessed by the Lord, he said. Why are you standing out here? I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. So the man went to the house, and the camels were unloaded. Straw and fodder were brought for the camels, and water for him and his men to wash their feet. Then food was set before them. But he said, I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say. Then tell us, Laban said. That is where we'll end our reading for today. And as I said, next time we'll be reading the rest of this chapter. But there are some interesting aspects to this story that are quite fun to highlight. The way that they did things in this culture in terms of how they swore an oath and how they found a a young woman to be the bride for Isaac. Certainly it's not unusual that they would arrange marriages. That doesn't make this story unique. But what does is the gold ring in her nose and the bracelets and all of that. But I want to start with, back at the beginning, the senior servant in Abraham's household who is commanded to put your hand under my thigh, as Abraham said in verse 2. That was a way to show an intimacy between the two oath takers. This man was swearing to Abraham, by the Lord God, the God of heaven, God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites. He, he did not want that to happen. He did not want to be his, his family to be contaminated in that way. And so he sent his servant back to where he was from, back to where his family had originated there in Padam Haran. There he sends his servant to find a family member, a, a relative, a cousin, a distant cousin perhaps, but someone who was related to him. And again, in this time, this was not an unusual thing to have happen, that they would find their wives from their more distant family members. It wasn't until the Old Testament law with Moses that we have this command not to marry a family member, a sister, a brother, that sort of thing. But up until this point, it's not unusual for that to happen. So Abraham sends his servant, and his servant takes the oath and goes on this journey with all of these goodies along for the ride as well on these ten camels, and he arrives in the area where Abraham's family would be. 
And when the girls, when the women come out from their living quarters to the place where this spring was to gather water and all of that, his servant kneels and prays and asks God to make it plain which woman he was to choose to bring back for Isaac to be his wife. He has this plan that the first one who says, here, drink, when when he asks for water, here, I'll let you drink, and then I'll also get water for your camels. Let that be the one, and that's exactly what happens. Before he finished praying, verse 15, Rebekah comes out with her jar on her shoulder. Again, the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, who was the wife of Abraham's brother. So this is the right relationship. She's qualified family-wise. She's beautiful. She's a virgin. We have to have those parts of the story as well. And she does exactly what the servant was asking of God, that she would say, drink, my Lord, and that she would provide water for the camels. He's rejoicing, and he is praising the Lord for what's happening here. And he gets the gold nose ring out and the two gold bracelets. And in that culture, they knew what that meant. There was a man who was looking for a wife, and would you be willing to do that? This would kind of cause our modern-day women to freak out, to not, you know, oh, I can't believe it's happening like that. But in that culture, it was a normal thing. And this is obviously, this servant is a man of means coming, representing a, a family of means. And so this was a good thing for Rebecca. She goes along with this. The man, in response to this, is praising the Lord. Verse 27, praise be to the Lord, the God of my master, Abraham, who has not abandoned his kindness and faithfulness to my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the journey to the house of my master's relatives. And so the young woman runs and tells her mother about these things. Of course, that would have been a cause for celebration. Rebecca's brother comes out, Laban, and Laban is going to have a bigger role later on in this story. But here we get introduced to Laban, and he goes out and he wants to make sure that everything's on the up and up with this, and he's impressed by this servant, recognizes that it is someone who is blessed by God, and they don't want to mess with that. So he invites him in and welcomes him in and wants him to tell the story, wants him to eat. They, they provide water for the camels and food and water for them to wash their feet, food for them to eat. And the servant is like, this is so pressing. I will not eat until I have told you what I have to say. Uh, verse 33. And Laban says, well, come on, let us have it. Tell us. And that's where we end the story for today. We'll finish this next time here on Daily in the Word. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and close in prayer for today. Lord, we are so thankful for your word and the story that we have here of the finding of Isaac's bride. Abraham trusts his chief servant to go on this task, and we see throughout all of this story your hand guiding the way, making sure that every step is guided and that every step comes to pass according to your plan. This is your promise, after all, that Abraham's family is going to 
become this great and mighty nation, and you've already provided Isaac in a completely miraculous, supernatural way to Abraham and Sarah, and now you are providing Isaac's wife in a uniquely supernatural way so that the family line can continue. And we see that happening now with the story of Abraham's servant going to get this bride for Isaac. And we see your faithfulness on display, just like if we are to rehearse our own past We can see the moments when you demonstrate your own faithfulness in our lives. We can go back, even through the difficulties of life, we can give thanks because we can see, we can remember that you are faithful to us, always faithful, and we can trust you. Lord, thank you for that lesson here. Thank you for this story We look forward to finishing this tomorrow, but Lord, as we pause now, let us give you thanks, Lord. You are worthy of our praise and our thanks for all you have done and for all that you're going to do. You will keep your promise to us as well. The reason we have these stories is to remind us that you are a promise keeper, and that is true for us as well. So, Lord, we love you, and we praise you, and we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, we want to thank you for listening today here on Daily in the Word, and we look forward to the conclusion of this story next time. Until then, I pray that God blesses you this day and that you have a great day, and we'll see you again next time. Take care.